2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback.
3: You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on
0: spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. I don't know if this is relevant, but I have to bring it up. On the way here today, mm-hmm. I ran into my friend who's a comedian. He goes, what are you doing here? Are you doing a podcast? Da, 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 Formula One. He goes, oh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull is my team. Oh,
4: no. This is like Ooh. a friend of
0: mine who knows a lot about Formula One. It's just unbelievable. It's, it's in, and this happens as you dive into Formula One. You start to find there's people out there that you didn't know mm-hmm. that are way into it.
4: I don't want to use the term closet, but there are a lot of hidden Formula One fans, yeah. especially in the U.S. Especially in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, where you have no idea. Or it's like the most random people I know. I have a friend who's like not all into sports, but one of her parents is European and she wa- she's watched Formula One for, for her entire life. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael, we've reached our final destination. We're we're close mm-hmm. to the checkered flag mm-hmm. uh, to, to get it metaphorical here. Mm-hmm. Today, you're going to make your choice yeah. for the team and driver you want to support. Yeah. But before we do that, we're going to watch a race together.
0: From iHeartRadio and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is Choosing Sides.
5: F1.
1: Wow! Wow, Hey,
5: everyone. Producer Yochai here. So... As you may have guessed, this episode is going to go a little bit differently than our uh, traditional format.
4: And for the love of all that is holy, if this is your first time listening, go back to the beginning. This is not the episode to start with. No. That said, Yochai, how is this episode going to be different?
5: So for one thing, um, we want to share with you moments from Michael and Lily's time watching the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix.
4: Part of the reason we chose the Spanish Grand Prix is that we were looking for a great beginner race that wasn't such a big outlier that it'd be hard for Michael to understand what's going on or why certain things matter. Plus, I really wanted to showcase a race that had some of the dynamics and other issues that we talked about this season, like the whole team orders idea that Michael really hated, Ferrari strategic and reliability issues, and a lot more. Yeah,
5: so I'll be popping in here and there just to make sure that you've got context. Um, and then later on, we'll get back to Michael's choices. So, on that note, off to the race. Bang, they're off. Holy shit.
4: There we go.
0: I mean, right out of the gate, there's people trying to make moves. That's very interesting.
4: Okay. Oh, God. The start is always so chaotic. <laughs> it, oh, my God. Yeah. Already a touch. Okay.
5: This is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Lap one. Charles Leclerc of Ferrari, starting from a very promising pole position, keeps the lead ahead of Max Verstappen. Further down the grid, cars are still jostling for position. How do the cars
0: not all just run into each other there? Like they usually do.
4: They, they do sometimes.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Haas. Bye. <laughs> oh, oh, it's God. K-Mag. That was Kevin Magnuson. It was? Lewis, yeah. Oh, my God.
5: Still in the first lap, further down the field, Lewis Hamilton and Kevin Magnusson collide. Magnusson spins out into the gravel, and Hamilton struggles to the pit with a punctured tire.
1: Lewis Hamilton does have damage to that car and drops down through the field, Jolian. So that
4: was already chaotic. And will
0: somebody, like, review that to see if any shady yeah. shit went down? Yeah, that's what
4: we're going to do. i would
1: save this ending, guys. you. Sorry.
0: Did Lewis just say... Like wrap it up?
4: Yeah, basically. And they're like, what? don't do that. Yeah. At least we
0: still think we can achieve points
4: here today. So P eight may be better. Is he kind of a whiny bitch sometimes? He can be a whiny bitch. Yeah. That was Carlos. Oh. Carlos Sainz.
5: Lap seven. Ferrari driver Carlos Sainz Junior spins out and drops down the field.
4: Uh-oh. Carlos in the gravel.
5: And just like that, Carlos's race prospects seem to vanish. Lap twelve. Red Bull orders Checo Perez to let his teammate Max Verstappen through. Max is now in a battle with George Russell of Mercedes for second place.
1: Get me Max out of the way so I overtake quickly.
5: But with Max suffering from a mechanical issue, Checo asks to overtake Max to try to get the lead.
4: Oh yeah, so this is Honestly, drama. Perez is me saying... Get Max out of
0: the way so I can overtake quickly.
4: Yeah, so he's saying, hey, I'm going to be faster, let me in. So this is gonna be the issue. You see where I met the issue is with the number boy one, Checo, number two. Yeah.
1: Father of three. Why don't you let me by? I have very fresh tires. I can get by quickly. So
0: Checo just checked in with his team and said, get Max out of the way.
4: Yeah, he's like, I can overtake quickly. He yes. wants
0: the fucking podium.
4: Mr. Pope in the car, please. Oh, ho ho,
0: ho.
5: Checo's request is denied. And Max makes his move to overtake George
4: Russell.
1: Ooh. Oh. Ooh! Oh! But George. Said oh nothing.
4: my god. Oh god. Whoa. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my
0: god. This is like me on the 405 trying to get to my audition.
5: <laughs> Lap twenty-four. Russell and his Mercedes continues fending off Max Verstappen's Red Bull. Meanwhile, Leclerc in a Ferrari, having started from pole. Is comfortably in control of the race.
0: We haven't even mentioned Charles Leclerc at this point. He's just in first, just having having an espresso, just vibing in first. Yeah, Yeah.
4: it works his advantage that George is kind of holding up the Red Bulls for for now. No, no,
6: no, no!
4: What happened? What happened? Lost power.
5: Lap twenty-seven. Leclerc's Ferrari power unit gives out.
0: What the fuck happened to Charles Leclerc? I just was saying.
4: He's is he out? He's dropping. Oh, <gasps> That is depressing.
5: Leclerc rolls to a stop, and he ends up having to retire the car. This leaves Russell and Max to battle for pole position for several laps. Meanwhile, Michael and Lily turn their attention lower on the grid. So I was
0: really excited to watch the Alfa Romeo car, which yes. we haven't seen a lot of yet, right? Yeah, it's been is, ca- is that Valtteri?
4: Yeah, so Valtteri... Is in it, uh, Joe? So the is rookies, yeah. So Vautre is in P five right P5, now, yeah. Okay. And then Joe is in P fifteen, and Joe is the only rookie, so he's right. he's a little bit right. further down.
5: As if by dark magic, as soon as Lily and Costa start talking about Joe Guan Yu,
3: so Joe, I'm afraid we have a technical issue. Slow down and
1: box is
5: Oh no!
4: I'm guessing it was also an engine issue or some sort of car issue because that was so sudden.
5: The Ferrari engine in his Alfa Romeo starts sputtering, taking him out of the race.
4: Poor guy. I like Joe. They don't spend a
0: lot of time on Joe. No, they they're like just, he's like, out. See you All right, later. Yeah. Bye.
4: Like poor guy. He was running somewhere in the back.
5: Lap thirty. Daniel Ricciardo, the always positive Aussie driver, is experiencing a race he will prefer to forget. My kind bad.
0: of surprised that Daniel Ricciardo, who gets no. so much attention media-wise, is racing at thirteen. Yeah, and, it's also and the only Orlando. Race I've ever watched in my whole life, but
4: <laughs> Lando, who's sick. I mean, he's pitting and he's still in P10 in the pit, yeah. Yeah. So he's probably going to end up a little bit higher once all these other guys pit.
5: Lap 31. With Max Verstappen having pitted, his teammate Checo Perez finally manages to overtake George Russell of Mercedes for the lead.
4: Oh, oh, there's Checo. He just passed George. So he's in first now. Holy
5: shit. Meanwhile, Lewis Hamilton and Carlos Sainz both are slogging their way up through the midfield after having suffered horrible setbacks at the beginning of the race.
1: Lewis Hamilton is absolutely loving it. Six point four seconds now behind Carlos Sainz gaining and gaining.
4: They're
5: now in P seven and P eight, comfortably within the points. To watch somebody
0: creep up from
4: Yeah. P nineteen, he's in P eight. Right. So it's such a question. He literally
0: said you want to save the engine. (laughs) Meanwhile. I can't believe how much more comfortable I am watching this than just an hour ago. Mm -hmm. You know, like I kind of get
4: Getting the rhythm of it, yeah, and
0: I'm kind yeah. of understanding what that is, and
4: it's very overwhelming at first. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, stimulation. Yeah. yeah.
5: Lap forty nine, Checo Perez is now leading the race, but then gets instructions to let Max Verstappen through, handing his teammate the lead.
0: Oh, I don't like Max Verstappen. <laughs> I mean, I, this, he's just a, he, he's an excellent driver, but come on, dude, it's just this is just being served up to him on a freaking
5: pedestal. It's outrageous to me. Verstappen will remain unchallenged for the rest of the race.
4: Another interesting fun fact, so Max is using the number one because he's the world yep. champion. Lewis opted to never use the number one I during kinda, his... I kind of yeah. dig that. Yeah.
0: And meanwhile, Max won it, but it was controversial yeah. how he won it, and he took it.
4: That's and, fucking and, weak. And he decided to start using his like racing boots are now gold.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> this guy. You were just saving that to piss me off, yeah. weren't you? All all
5: of these episodes, you've been saving that.
4: He has golden boots in the number one.
5: <laughs> but despite Michael's hating on Verstappen, it is a Red Bull 1-2 finish with Checo Perez in second and George Russell in third. As Max parks his car and jumps out to celebrate with his team, Michael gets his first glimpse of the golden boots. Oh, there, there
7: they, they are. are. You can see him Get those fucking boot. boots off of your feet. <laughs>
5: following a brief yoga session to gently lower their heart rates lily and michael convene at the studio to debrief
4: so michael
5: lily
4: i know your your biggest thing that you were very disappointed in was (laughs) was red bull's team orders for basically you got to see it in action sergio checo perez yeah was was told to let Max through and, yeah. and basically told to race his entire race around Max's racing strategy.
0: Yeah. It just goes against all competitive spirit, you know? I mean, with the, I said the favorite thing I, that I liked about it was that you start here, you finish here. Who does it fastest? And you're basically giving one of your athlete orders to let him
3: through. Hey, okay, let Max through into turn one. Let Max through into turn one.
0: Uh, and guess what he does? Copy. I let him by pulls over and lets him through even though he says it's unfair that's very unfair but okay it's like that's what my daughter says to me when i'm like it's bedtime you know and she's like well that's unfair but you know you have to be compliant you have to be compliant so i don't like that i think that's a weakness i i told Yohai if i was the team principal i would say hey checko i'll give you quarter of a million dollar bonus if you can keep Max off, and I would say, hey, Max, I'll give you quarter million dollars if you can pass Checo. Let's see that competitive spirit. It
7: would have been nice to have seen them actually have a little ding-dong, have a little fight, but they brilliant. could have raced
0: it out.
2: They could have raced it out today. Even
7: the
0: commentators said, let's let, up, let them have a little ding-dong.
7: Well done, Checo. Thank you for that drive today. It was a very, very strong drive again for me, so thank you for playing the team game as well. Well done. Yep. No
0: worries.
1: We speak later, mate.
0: If you're Checo Perez, it might not wear you down this time. It might not wear you down next time. But you are not going to submit yourself to this over and over and over again.
4: Is there anything else that was unexpected or surprising to you actually getting to watch the sport after hearing about it? Tires. Or so? yeah. Holy
0: shit. Yeah. They talk about the tires a lot.
4: <laughs> they love They love them a tire.
0: Yeah. I mean, it must be very, very important. Um. I was very surprised at how much tire talk there is. I was very surprised that Ferrari's car just stopped working all of a sudden. That sucks for Leclerc. That'd be like if, in a different sport, if, like, I have to drop out of the baseball game, my bat is broken. It's very odd that you can <laughs> just be out of the match race because the equipment is is toast. But that sucks. But that's that's interesting. Um, you know, the, the teammates... Component was clear to me before the race, but in the race you really see how 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 that has a lot of layers, especially when like Lewis was trying to pass. Was it your boy?
4: It was Valtteri. Yeah, Valtteri,
0: and they have such a history of being a teammate and now they're competitors. It's like it's just so much more interesting to know that. Yeah, and I think one of the commentators said like. Valtteri not letting Lewis past him like he's done for so many years previously. I was like, well, that's really interesting to see that. Because I could see how if you leave a team now, you're like, I'm I'm tired of laying up for that guy. I'm going to try to beat him. So that's all very interesting.
4: And you loved the pit stops. You were a big fan of the very pit Very cool. Stops. <laughs> got a pit stop Oof, from Red Bull. I
0: hate how fast he goes into the pit.
4: So that's, that's... Checo. And he's already off. Holy we'll a... shit. 2.8 seconds. That is
0: fast. I mean, it's like, don't look at your phone. It's over. 2.6 seconds. Someone came in at 1.9.
4: Yeah.
0: Are they really doing anything? <laughs> what if they're just stopping and then going?
4: Kind of just well, We that did it. When... We
0: did the pit stop. So, yeah, it, it's it's fast. Fast. That's a fast fast sport. You've watched a million races and you know all the history of all this. I mean, what of this race was Interesting to you.
4: Um, so one of the things that still amazes me after watching so many F1 races is what team chatter on the radio they choose to show us as fans and the audience.
0: Right. That's it. That is really fascinating.
4: Yeah. I'm, I, and I do – again, they're, they're selective with what they play. So the fact that they played Lewis wanting to quit a, cu- like a couple minutes in. <laughs> that
0: was one of the more fascinating sporting observations that I've ever seen Yeah. in every sport. Of all the sport I've watched, you basically have the greatest driver of all time saying, let's quit and save the car. As someone who's never watched the sport, here's the seven world-time champion. He's in 19th place and he goes, hey, let's just save the car. (laughs) That was very funny. And then the guy on the radio has to go like, it's okay. We're going to keep racing. You can do it. It's just, these are still boys with giant egos.
4: I also find it funny that then Lewis kind of has his moment of like, Okay, I guess I will charge my way up the grid and almost make the podium. I guess
0: I'll be absolutely world-class now. Good lad. Good lad. So that's P4, mate.
3: Louis, that was an amazing race. Amazing race. You were the quickest car out there. Probably
4: best race time. Would have gone for the win. So, amazing. I remember back when we started this... I asked you uh-huh. what you knew about Formula One, and you said, I think there's a Michael guy <laughs> from the 90s yeah. who was a big deal. Yeah. So what, what do you think of F1 overall now?
0: I think it's awesome. Yeah. You can talk all day long, but seeing it is s- visually outrageous. Yeah. It is such a beauty of machine and man and data. Lots of data.
4: Yeah. The drivers themselves, the placements of who's moving or, yeah. or beating who. Yeah. You've got how far back they are from the car in front of them. You've got sometimes the fastest
0: sh- lap. Yeah. The
4: fastest lap. It's
0: hard to not keep looking at it. It's yeah. just visually so stunning. And because there's no stoppages of play, you don't blink because you're going to miss something. I, I just, I thought it was really, really fun. And you're probably going to get me to watch it now. Even after this, even I'm a, even after I'm out of your life, Lily. And that's a dark, that's Damn, dark. Damn, that really
4: went downhill very quickly.
0: Thank you for guiding me through it. Yeah, Thank I, you for being my power unit. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't
4: know. <laughs> I, I could be your, uh, I'm your race engineer. You're my race engineer. Yeah. That's,
0: that's a much better, that's a much better term.
4: Lily, we got a box, box, box. We will, in fact, be right back after the break. Yeah.
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
7: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
4: Before we get to your favorite and you make the final selection, sure. on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm. when it comes to drivers, mm. who are your bottom three drivers mm. where you're just straight mm. up like mm. – and mm. unfortunately, I will say um, uh, Max, you know, our, our, me and Yohai's boss as well as Yohai, have decided Nicholas Latifi cannot be in okay. this, in this mix. Three, it's, we, were,
0: we were too hard on him.
4: Yep. Who are your bottom three?
0: <sighs> OK. Well, one of them is unfair. Because he had a terrible race, not his fault. But the rookie, goodbye,
4: Joe's. Okay. Yeah, right? Joe Guarnieri is out.
0: Um, I'm not saying there isn't a time for him. At some point, it's not right now. Okay, it's not
4: with you either. It's
0: not. And it's not. With, <laughs> it's not with Michael Costa. You know who the second one is. I don't think Lance Stroll has it. I think he's a paid driver. Goodbye. This one might surprise you. Ooh, okay. are you ready for my my third bottom? It's Daniel Ricardo. <gasps> I know, I know, because there's so much hype and so much media attention and so much thirst trap. But he, it looked like he sucked. Which I'm not saying he did suck, but this, you know, I wanted more from him from a performance standpoint. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is the one race I've watched my entire life, (laughs) so I have no idea. He's he's never won a a constructor's cup. Wait.
4: He, he he actually has placed on the podium for the Drivers' Championship. He got third once or twice.
0: You know what doesn't help me either? When he was on The Daily Show, the introduction... By the way, everyone at The Daily Show loves him, said he was the nicest guy ever. Um, but his introduction was one of the most well-liked racers in Formula One. And I'm like, is it a liking competition? No, it's a racing competition.
4: Interestingly, yeah. a bit of an update for you since we recorded our McLaren episode... Daniel Ricciardo is out at McLaren a year earlier than his contract was slated to end at the end of next season. I
0: I, I knew it. I saw it coming. He's going to be living off grid.
4: (laughs) That's why we pay you the big bucks, Michael.
0: (laughs) Uh, Not fair, Daniel, but I've got to go with Joe. Goodbye. Lance Stroll. Goodbye. Daniel Ricciardo. Good on you, Mike. How's that? Oh, damn. Yeah.
4: Oh, damn. That was that Shots was a fun twist. Yeah, no. Shots fired? Okay. Interesting.
0: It's not fair. None of these choices are fair. We're not talking about fair. We're just talking about my initial interpretation. And that is something that you've got to put in the Max camp. Doesn't seem to give a shit what people think about him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to go for the popularity contest. I'm going to win. And he does also because he's got everything handed to him. But uh, yeah, sorry, Daniel. You seem like a nice guy, but- bye-bye
4: interesting yeah and okay so of, of the drivers is there anyone that you would like to see be a world champion mm. in the future who has not yet won a world championship mm.
0: i was surprised that i liked carlos sands as much as i did yeah i didn't really think i would even have a reaction to him helps that he's driving the awesome ferrari car but and it helps that it was his home country but i was like oh i keep keep kind of like my eyes keep going over there.
4: He sneaks up on you. I will say he did for me too, or right? yeah. again I was kinda like, Meh, okay, good for Carlos and then I slowly over time I was like, you know? Yeah. He's a fun guy. Everyone seems to really like him. He does yeah. he's really interesting to watch drive and he does I mean, he did have that spin out and I thought he was gonna be out. That's and then right. he was yelling to his team
1: No check the tires, check
0: the tires. He was saying check the tires and I literally turned to Lily and I'm like, Does that mean get out of the car and look at the tires? And she's like, No, they do that like electronically. Oh, okay, <laughs> I had no.
4: And then just based on yeah, like what we've talked about this mm-hmm. season, all the teams, all the drivers, and, and just glimpses of what we saw watching this race. Who is the driver that you'd be most likely to want to like get a sh- you know do that chewy? Remember we talked about right. uh, Daniel Ricardo with the champagne in the boot. Mm-hmm. Like basically, who who would you feel like you would vibe best with if you just had to pick a, pick a fave based on vibes mm. or aesthetic or personality?
0: Mm. I have my initial instinct. Was immediate, Checo. Yeah, the immediate's Checo because I feel like this guy is an excellent, excellent driver who has been all over the place. They cut to one of the a Latin fan, Mm -hmm. and she was going nuts. And you're Mm -hmm. like, Checo has these like super passionate fans, and I'm like, ooh, who? I want to know more about this guy. Like, he was just told to lay up, but yet he. It's just it's all fascinating to me. I love that he's a dad. You know that I say it all the time. Just had his third kid. I think it's so, there's something so humbling about being a parent, something so where you're not the most important person in the world when you're a parent. And yet this profession of race car, all it is is be number one. I mean, shit. If Checo Perez lays up for Max and then goes home and his wife's
4: like, today's your laundry day. You better do it. That's got to hurt. You know, <laughs> that's got to hurt. And then before we get to your favorites and we pick the, the favorites. Yeah. So – out of the team principals we've talked about this season, mm, mm, mm. is there any that you wish could have coached you during your, mm. your tennis career? If you had to have like that archetype.
0: Mm. So I liked when Charles of Ferrari was out of the race and he kind of walked up to the team principal, Matea, Ronaldo, yeah, And they kind of had like a secret whisper into each other's ears. And I was kind of like, ooh, I wonder what engineering sweet nothings did he whisper in his ear? You know, who knows? <laughs> And it, you could kind of get the sense that that team principal is not an old school, we fucked up and this is on, us. you know, he's more like uh, there was more nuance and more subtlety to it. And uh, I always would have appreciated a coach who was a little more tactical, a little more less like uh, Eye of the Tiger, you know, a little more like this is a nuanced sport. We got to find our openings. That's just my sense of how he is. The fact that he looks like Waldo probably helps that. Yes. So um, that, that's my initial impression on that.
4: And is, yeah, is there any any team principle that you feel like you would have wanted to avoid as, as an athlete?
0: I feel like Red Bull entire team, it just all feels tied up in, in nefarious underbelly evilness. It irks me. He irks me. Even though I like Alpha Tori, so what the fuck does that mean?
4: You know, you're not alone. In, right. I will say Am that. Am I being cliche? Not necessarily, because I, I think Red Bull can be a very polarizing yeah. team. Like even you know I've been to like race meetups before where they are just like die hard Red Bull people yeah. who like think yeah Christian mm-hmm. he just tells it like it is mm-hmm. you, know, you hear mm-hmm. that with helmet Marco mm-hmm. too
0: it might be like a sureness like a, a confidence that's exactly. almost it's almost so high it's like just tone it down a, a sec yeah and that's what I've always responded to do with Ferrari it felt confident but a little more like sophisticated
4: yeah. So the time has come. Mm-hmm. We've spent an entire season of a podcast mm-hmm. leading you to this moment.
0: This has been three years of my life.
4: Exactly. And we are going to first have you choose your favorite team mm-hmm. and then your favorite driver. But how we're going to do that is almost like a podium.
3: Oh, okay. So okay. for
4: the teams, mm. who is your your third place? Your, what is that? The second runner up? I need, a, runner? I, need, I need a second. Yeah, take I your I need time.
0: a second. I need a second. This is big. This is big.
4: We're all on the edge of our seats. (sighs) It's 10 teams, so a third of the team's here. Man,
0: did Williams disappoint. (laughs) You know, I mean, I was just so wanting them to be good. (sighs) Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. My third team, which means the team that I would be cheering for the third if you understand how numbers work it's mercedes mm. yeah third what i know i'm surprised at this too when you first introduced me to mercedes i was like no chance yeah but uh watching their action their team their i was impressed hate their car color but it, they got their shit together that you can just tell it's just a well-oiled machine as you would expect and the professionalism of their racing team and drivers Permeates.
4: There we go. And is there a reason why they're third from the top instead of the top top?
0: Probably their car color. <laughs> the <laughs> dumbest reason ever. I just don't like the color. I don't – I'm not like – I don't feel anything visceral when I see it, their car.
4: That's fair. OK. So, so who is second <laughs> place or first loser as they would say?
0: Um, number two. For me I- – <sighs> This was tricky one, but I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say Alphatari.
4: A Red Bull affiliated team. How big of you.
0: Well, that's kind wow. of why I like them. Okay. Because yeah. I don't like Red Bull. All Your the attention is. goes to Max and Checo. Every time they beat Red Bull or every time, you know, Pierre has a good race, it's kind of like a FU to Red Bull a little bit. I like that.
4: Interesting. Yeah. An interesting almost inverse reason to like them.
0: I do yeah. like Pierre. I think it's a fun duo. They don't seem to hate each other. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the youngest in my family. Four kids. John, Christy, Todd, Michael. You don't think every time I have some small level of success, I don't call all my siblings and say, take that. That's for having me sit in the car, in the car seat, waiting while everyone else gets ready. I don't even know where we're going as a family, but I'm already strapped in. And that's why I'm passionate about them. AlphaTari has this young brother feeling vibe the energy you know oh look it's little red bulls brothers here you know that type everybody Mm. called me oh it's costa's brother me even though i am costa right but they were thinking of my older brother so it's like i like rooting for the younger brother the youngest sibling (laughs) you know yeah i love when the little guy gets in there so that's my number two and you know what my number one is
4: uh, you know what? Part of me <laughs> almost wishes you are going to come in here and be like Alpine, but I right. know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. who who is your number one after this long journey we have been on?
0: It goes back to where we started and it goes back to where Michael started in his bedroom <laughs> as a young boy looking up at the wall because mom made me go to bed and I would envision this beautiful speed demon of a machine, which was some kind of Ferrari. Poster on the wall that my brother Todd probably got somewhere. And it's just always, in, in my mind, has always been the epitome of cool, fast, and, and foreign, you know, like non-American. That's Ferrari. So I'm a sucker for it. They got me. And testament to their long-term branding, they're not changing names every two years. And... I like their drivers a lot. Their drivers are freaking awesome. I don't know what happened to their car this time. I was really disappointed in that, but I just think it's just it's just, it it is very very pleasing on the eye. So are their drivers? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah. on,
4: Lily. I have a lot of questions. You know, okay. we have seen Ferrari go from first race, this excitement that they're going to be a championship contender. Mm-hmm. This is their time. Mm-hmm. They're back in business. Mm-hmm. With the Spanish Grand Prix, we start to see those reliability issues really come through. And then the rest of the season we've had, yeah. you know, we have at one point an engine being on fire on the side of a track. We've got the team at a pit stop literally forgetting a tire mm-hmm. for a driver. We've got endless strategic calls that people don't understand. So why after kind of the mess that Ferrari's 2022 season has turned into, are you rooting for this team?
0: It's just, it's inside of me, you know? Ferrari is inside of me. I feel them. I am attached to them emotionally. Why did their engine explode? Because they run it so goddamn fast. Why did they forget a tire? Because they burned through so many because they're going so fast. Why did the other bad thing happen? I don't know the logical answer, but I know that I laid in my bunk bed looking up at a Ferrari poster.
4: This core memory from your childhood is so so ingrained
0: and I'm aware that it's childish but all I can be is me all I can be is me Sports <laughs> Illustrated iHeartMedia Yohai, Lily, Rob it's all I can be is me and I like Ferrari I like the consonants in their word I like the F it looks fast to me I like their colors I like the poster it somehow makes me think of my brother as well you know Boom! that's Ferrari I'm a fan now I, know. I
4: don't know. Much like F1, we need a brief pit stop. But we'll be right back after the break.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th, visit livenation.com slash concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
7: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
6: Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you
4: hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too.
2: I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow
4: and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. So before we get to your top three michael which we're all waiting with bated breath to hear <laughs> let's let's kick it over to the booth and hear what yohai and rob think after all of this time of having to listen to us
5: do we have to wow michael that i mean that was hurtful <laughs> after all we've been through fuck you yohai i just wanted to share one thing mm-hmm. This actually has changed my Mm. thinking. And now, like, I have a clear favorite driver in Esteban Ocon. Really? I think, yeah. I mean, first of all, he's just, I think he's given up the most to be on the grid. His parents literally were like, we're going to sell the house and live in a trailer so that we can fund your career. And imagine racing with that on your weight. Like if you don't win this yeah. F2 or F3 race now, yeah, like all of the past three years, all of the money we've put into it, it's all down the drain and you're going to go back to being a mechanic with your dad. Yeah, And then he wins the race. That's true. So he knows what pressure is in a much deeper level than any of these guys. And I think nobody's really noticing him, Yeah, but he keeps being in the points. He keeps, he never crashes. He's very rarely crashes or makes mistakes that, that bring him out. And at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a world champion one day. Okay.
4: Let it be known, Rob is like cheering over here.
5: Well, because I felt that. He just said it. He said what I felt.
4: I, I love this Esteban love. Ooh, this has turned into a very fun finale.
0: Someone asked Lee Trevino, the 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 golfer, like how he stays so cool under pressure with these putts for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he said, that's not hard. What's hard is making a $30 putt when all you have is $5 in your pocket. And that is like Yohai's take on Esteban Ocon. There's more pressure, not because of the money and the stakes, but because of what's been given up for his and his family to be successful. Yeah. I, I I like that.
4: Okay. So it's time. The driver. Who is your, your third place driver?
0: I'm going to tell you right now who didn't make it. Okay. Checo. who Checo is not in my top three. Something about this race and the whole Red Bull thing is really irking me.
4: You're going to have to talk to him later.
0: Checo made a deal with the devil.
4: Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And that's his, he knew it, he signed it, and that's his deal.
4: The uh, major bed, you got to lie in it.
0: It would be interesting for Checo to write a memoir. Let's put it that way. My third most liked driver is Lewis Hamilton. I know. Oh I know he's the greatest God. driver of all time blah blah blah. I just thought it showed a lot of uh grit even though he's the greatest driver, makes the most money, has the best car. He was in P19. Someone crashed into him and he bitched about it for a second and then I thought climbed all the way up to the front. I thought that was really that's the kind of athlete I would want to coach. Um uh, my second driver is I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. (laughs) Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. How did I say his name? Beautifully?
4: Fine enough. Yes.
0: (laughs) I just am drawn to him. He has a self-awareness that I appreciate that that almost seems contradictory to the ego required to drive such a rocket ship. Saying I am stupid, wins me over. I'm a sucker for any self-deprecation. he He just seems like he's a good head on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, And I'm rooting for that. And I like him. And maybe is he handsome? Yeah, he's handsome. And maybe sometimes when I look in the mirror, i I kind of envision a Charles Leclerc there getting ready to do comedy, you know?
4: You looked into those deep, deep eyes, yeah. and you you see a little yeah. bit of Michael Costa in charlotte claire you know
0: even though he would only probably his head would make it up to my hips <laughs> michael costa's number one driver at this point i'm looking at the sheet just to throw lily off i just like the class the um the confidence and i believe the the composure and the non-arrogance george russell Ooh. yeah I like George Russell.
4: Two both Mercedes I know. drivers. fucking in the top Mercedes. Three. Who I
0: said I was going to hate.
4: Okay, so basically, what you're saying is, okay. We'll, we'll say, <laughs> first of all, say more about George. Yes, you you like that George. You like George as a. You've always liked George as a. Person. I like.
0: I like that he went up to the team principal when he was nine or whatever. And he said, was a teenager, but yes, still okay, very whatever. Young. Sure, let's very say young. nine for. for <laughs> no, he he he's he's been passionate about wanting to race. I think he has probably been overlooked in some capacity, and maybe they sent him off to that little junior camp that was Williams. Um, I just like his path, and um, it, I just responded to it.
4: Yeah. You're also watching him at a fun time, too. Yeah, with the new team. and, and He's doing the, great
0: right yeah. now, right? You know what
4: it is? Yeah. he's like out driving a car that obviously Lewis Hamilton is struggling with a little
0: bit. Well, that's also the thing I liked about the today that I didn't think about previously was... Uh, and you brought it up was he is he was well I mean he's he's outperforming Lewis Hamilton the greatest and he's just doing it quietly and succinctly and and it's pretty pretty badass
4: George Russell
0: so I have wow. two fucking Mercedes drivers god damn it <laughs> I've been, I'm mad at myself now
4: so something that's been really interesting about this podcast season and I I guess by extension this has come up when I've talked to listeners about how this has gone, you know, people have a lot of opinions on, on your various choices or your, your uh, takes as we've, mm-hmm. we've gone through all these teams and drivers, is I've really learned just how subjective the concept of fandom is. Mm-hmm. So there are a few bad reasons to dislike a team or a driver or just anyone. But on the flip side, I actually think that there are a lot of legitimate reasons to root for a driver or team.
0: To second your thoughts, I'm surprised at how subjective my own opinions have been as well. So let's talk about colors for a second. I follow closely tennis. I don't even know what color anyone ever has or wears or what color their racket is or whatever, because I guess I just know the players so deeply that I, I'm, I'm above the color thing. But when it comes to this sport, I realize it's very elementary It was was interesting to see that that's still kind of what drew me in, was certain colors.
4: Well, hilariously enough, while I don't really care about car color or whatnot, when I first started getting into Formula One, I was actually really intrigued by Red Bull because I drank a lot of vodka Red Bulls in college. There we go. So I felt a – they weren't even good, but I felt a (laughs) connection. I said, you know, this is – Your core childhood memory that was unlocked was the Ferrari poster. Mine was the amount of time I spent probably over a toilet bowl as a freshman in college thanks to (laughs) Vodka Red Bull. Uh,
0: Well, the term branding gets thrown around a lot for a lot of different things. But really, when you brand into our brain, when you brand into our emotional cortex, it, it sticks around.
4: And to be quite frank, you know, we had a whole episode where I, I waxed poetic about my man, underrated King Baltry Bottas. Yeah. I did not always feel that way about Baltry Bottas yeah. until I looked up his girlfriend and then got intrigued right. by their whole dynamic and, and how much they really seem to enjoy their time together.
0: We are complex, layered, contradictory beings, but also... We're pretty simple.
4: I was say we're pretty shallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his girlfriend is cool. Like they seem nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that drink was what I yeah. had a lot yeah. on weekends uh, ten years ago.
5: So how do you suggest like wrapping this thing up? Like a like a goodbye. How do we say goodbye?
0: Do we have to say goodbye? That feels so definitive. You know, I have a lot of questions. We didn't even talk about pit stops. I have more I want to know about this intersection of sport and technology we could get into fans mm, we could get into how the hell they travel these how do they travel it's not like they're going from Kansas City to St. Louis they're crossing oceans
4: continents yeah
0: tires we could do a whole season on tires Lily wives hello yeah the wags the wags which is short for wives, wives and girlfriends, and girlfriends. <laughs> um, something
4: you'd learned on this podcast <laughs>
0: contracts
4: well i know you loved silly season so silly we could season. do an entire season of silly seasons yeah plural Let, <laughs>
0: you know what lily let's not cry because it's over let's smile because it happened hey uh listeners if you haven't checked out the sport you should because i didn't know anything about it and it's very intriguing and interesting and uh thank you for listening to the podcast I'm Michael Costa along with
4: Lily Herman, Yochai Metal,
0: Robert John O'Leary II, Max Miller. Goodbye, thank you.
4: Thanks, everyone.
1: This has been the first season of Choosing Sides, F1, a production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. This episode was produced by Lily Herman. And our senior producer, Yohai Maital, who also did the sound design at the Cutting Room Studios. We are recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary, the second mastering by Cello Weisblum. Max Miller is the supervising and executive producer, and Brandon Getchis is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeart Radio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. Extra special thanks go to David Macleod of the Cutting Room Studios. Paula Keller, Lori Denning, Zev Levy, Federica Sazo, and Queen Daphna Barakat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us and tell your friends. It'll mean a lot.
5: I think for me, if my input is given... My top driver would have to be Charles, because I think he's, he's a winner and he's young. Um, Ocon will definitely be in there. And I think in the future, there's, there's a lot there. And it could go either way. It could fall off or it could go well. And then I feel like I have to pick a legend, too. So out of all like the OGs of the sport right
6: now, I think I like Vettel.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
7: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
6: Elevated.